Take out your tea and diaries and get ready for the Cozy Feminine Podcast, a place for faith-based classic feminine women or aspiring classic feminine women to come together and listen in on all things divine femininity, conservative values, and traditional woman empowerment. In today's episode, we are going to take a look at how to incorporate femininity in our working environments. Now, this can play into homemakers as well, since at the end of the day, careers for traditional women can take on many different forms. I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to the first episode yet, which I highly recommend that you do. I spoke on four traditional femininity myths that are out there in the modern femisphere, so to speak, that I work to debunk. And one of those myths focus on this idea that traditional women don't have careers, which I believe to be entirely false, being that a career is any position held for a period of someone's lifetime where they have the opportunity to grow and contribute to society as well as both professional and personal life goals. So needless to say, I would think this would include homemakers, moms, uh, stay-at-home moms, caretakers, housewives, etc. Anyways, jumping back in, there are many ways that we can bring traditional femininity into the workplace, no matter where it may be. It could take some trial and error, it most likely will, being that there are also traditional women that work in modern atmospheres that may have different expectations, but nonetheless, if any of these tips help to spark a little bit of pleasantry in your workday, then I feel as though it's a podcast well done. (laughs) Before I jump into 10 relatively short and simple ways on how to intertwine divine feminine energy into your workday, I want to just remind you all to please follow The Cozy Feminine on both Instagram and Twitter, as well as rate and support the Cozy Feminine Podcast on Apple and Spotify by rating, giving feedback, and everything. And if you do not have social media, however you want to reach out and share your thoughts and ideas, then by all means, you can email me at thecozyfeminine at gmail.com. Alrighty, jumping into these 10 tips, we are going to start off with tip number one. Develop a thoughtful morning and evening routine. Keep it simple, keep it achievable, however, make it feminine. So the ways that we can do this is by putting on our favorite light femme playlist. Now, granted, there are women out there that are also very dark femme, and that's perfectly fine. I prefer light femme music, but if you are a dark femme lady out there, then by all means, go for it. It's really play any kind of music that is uplifting and that inspires you and gets you moving. Light a few candles, incorporate fluidity and reflection time in the morning and evening. So essentially, it's all about intentionality, which is highly feminine. It's about finding what makes you feel cozy, both when you are waking up, when you are getting ready for your day, and when you're going to sleep. I also recommend incorporating some form of prayer or spirituality practice that helps to center yourself as well. So perhaps maybe I'll make a PDF or something to help outline a routine that could be useful and see, you know, how that works for everyone. But tip number one is develop a thoughtful morning and evening routine. Tip number two is make your lunches or your dinners, depending on what kind of workplace you're in. I know sometimes for healthcare workers, especially, they might 
be staying much later or you know different jobs that require more evening shifts so make your lunches and or your dinners i know this may take a little extra prep but nothing screams cozy traditional femininity than creation and cooking meals is a great way to infuse that energy into your day even if it's as simple as making sandwiches the very act of creating something wholesome for yourself as in your family too, which might be part of your routine. I think there's definitely some intertwining that can happen here when it comes to meal prepping. But anything where you are creating something for yourself and for others is powerfully feminine in all the right ways. So tip number two, make your food. And plus, it's healthier than eating out, in all honesty, and usually a lot cheaper. So uh, making your food is a great way to infuse that feminine energy into your day. Tip number three, dress femininely. Now, this is a topic of discussion all on its own because everyone has so many different senses of style. And what it really comes down to with this tip is dress in a way that makes you feel your most femininely beautiful self. Opting for silhouettes, colors, and fabrics that give you that extra pep in your step can really make a huge difference in the way that you visualize yourself before going into work and throughout the workday and even coming home. And this is going to be different for everyone. Like I said, it's a topic all on its own, but dress in the way that also makes you feel beautiful and comfortable. Leading from that, piggybacking off of that tip, tip number four is hygiene, hygiene, hygiene. Playing all into the routines, as you can see, these all start to come together, which is nice because you can kind of get everything done all in one shot in a way, <laughs> which is totally efficient. Playing into the routines and the way we dress, don't forget to simply make sure that you feel clean and fresh. That's, you know, do whatever is within your perception of that, obviously. I think that could probably be different for everyone. But making sure that your hair, skin, and nails are in tip-top shape can make a big difference in the way that you are presenting yourself to others and even yourself. I personally find that when I am feeling super clean, I feel way more confident. I love being closer to people and I just feel much more feminine. I feel like myself. Not that it's not a masculine thing to also focus on hygiene, but since we are the cozy feminine, <laughs> we're going to focus on the feminine parts of this and hygiene is equally part of that. So even keeping maybe deodorant, floss, toothbrush, toothpaste, dry shampoo even if, if ever needed in your purse can be very beneficial. Tip number five, do your best not to rush. Rushing is like, it's like the enemy of femininity. It's, it's one of the enemies. Is antithesis the right word? <laughs> it's chaotic and disorganized action that can compromise the feminine woman. Now, granted, there will be many, many times where we find ourselves rushing, and that's all right. We are human at the end of the day. It would not be like all is lost if there are moments of rushing. However, the goal, especially before leaving to commute to work, is to ease into the day as much as possible and cherish those mornings. Even if it's a little nutty with munchkins or maybe we're potentially waking up late and so forth, part of being a feminine woman is that we have this knowledge that we are the foundations of the home, the rock alongside our partners, or sometimes we are the rock 
period. And we stand alongside ourselves, especially if we're single or maybe if we're, God forbid, widowed or or anything. There's like such a plethora of ways that we are the rock in our lives and standing with others or standing by ourselves. We are the ones that have the divinely beautiful power of keeping collected while the world around us might be uncollected. So doing our best not to rush is very helpful to keep in that fluidity state, which is highly feminine. And ways that we can minimize rushing is through usually our preparation. It's from maybe figuring out what we're going to wear and how we want to act and how we want to feel and what we want to think and what we want to do the day before. Maybe like as we're going to bed, that could be part of the evening routine is really organized the following day so that then you know that come the next morning, you know exactly what to expect. Even if things go sideways, you just have at least a better foundation going into the day and also throughout the day. Throughout the workplace, don't rush. Do your best to really just walk to places instead of run and be as prepared as possible for what's to be for that day. Ask questions. Don't be reactive. Be responsive. These are all forms of us not rushing throughout the day. Tip number five, consume lighthearted listening during commuting time to and from work. What we consume we carry with ourselves throughout the day. Listening to content that inspires us, enlightens us, supports us in a beautifully feminine way can be all the difference in a good day versus perhaps maybe not as a feminine forward type of day that one would prefer. Example of this would be that when I was especially working in the city, I used to listen to a lot of bad B music. On my way to work especially having been part of a more masculine energy type woman environment and wanting to emulate that same persona and so i would put on this like catwalk like music to stomp the streets <laughs> and honestly it felt more draining and disjointed for me and it kept me further away i thought from hashem which for those of you who don't know um i am jewish which I guess none of you guys really know. <laughs> um, I haven't quite done the big reveal yet, but for those who might know who I am at this point, I am Jewish and Hashem is interchangeable with God. And so sometimes I, I go back and forth. Hashem is usually more used when we are speaking this way about, about God rather than a super religious way. So anyways, um, it helped, it, it kind of kept me, it helped me realize that I was feeling more further away from Hashem and closer to the masculine approach to hustle, which again, created that disjointedness. So eventually finding better podcasts and music that played into my, the, my traditional feminine self was extremely helpful. So definitely find podcasts, audiobooks, and playlists that play into the kind of femininity that you want to possess. That's the key to the commute. Even absolute silence is better than listening to content that hurts your femininity. Now granted, I like lighthearted listening. I feel like it plays more into that light femininity and everything, but I know there are the dark femmes out there, so you have to find what works for you and what kind of femininity you want to have going forward for your commutes. Tip number seven is going to be 
always have a glass of water at your desk and fill as soon as it's empty. This really has more to do with health than anything else. However, I find it great to place here because so many times we forget that a big part of our femininity is the ability to know when it's time to take a step back and reflect on our thoughts, our feelings, our desires, and needs. And drinking water helps aid in that process because for a few seconds, we take a sip, besides the fact that we're hydrating ourselves and making ourselves healthier, we also have a moment to kind of collect our thoughts, which is, again, super highly feminine, that reflective side of us. Um, so that is tip number seven. And by the way, I think I might have... I might have accidentally numbered these a little bit wonky, but we are moving on to tip number eight. <laughs> um, don't engage in gossip. I have all my notes in front of me. That's why I'm saying I think I might have messed up my numbering system a little bit, but we're on tip number eight. <laughs> don't engage in gossip. I know that this can be difficult at times, and honestly, there will be moments where you're simply stuck having to listen to it, but the key is to simply not engage with it. If you can't get out of it, don't engage with it. Don't participate in speaking about others in a particularly negative light with others, especially when the goal is to relish in someone's weakness and not look for opportunities to even grow the individual. Because I would be lying to you if I said I, I never gossip or anything. I also think it's sometimes hard to know the line between gossip where it's more like insult and just simply speaking about others when they're not there to defend themselves um, in just like not a good light versus, um, you know, insight where it's more or less taking people's experiences, including your own, and reflecting on them and figuring out how do we either grow the person, how do we grow ourselves and so forth. So it's a little bit tough at times. It's a, like it's a little bit of a thin line. But, you know, the whole key is to really also see how do you feel after you have a conversation like that. And rarely, speaking to the defined feminine, do we walk away from those kinds of conversations where we're gossiping, feeling good and energized. I think it's something, it's a skill that I'm still learning for sure because it's so tempting and so easy to get hooked onto it because it distracts us from our own lives. But the idea, keep an eye out for the gossip and try to steer clear from it as much as possible. Focus on speaking on your own goals, your own life, and the lessons that you're learning without involving someone else's weaknesses. That would be definitely the best way to go about that. Tip number nine is don't compete for talking space. Essentially, we benefit as feminine women from not trying to overtalk or interrupt others. We don't need to take up space, so to speak. It's tricky, especially as someone who loves to talk. <laughs> and there are many of whom talking is part of the job. But the key is to really engage in as much active listening and speaking, where we wait our turn or politely ask to add input rather than speed racing or hijacking conversations, speaking over others and trying to be the loudest one in the room and sound more powerful in our eyes. Just remember, the loudest person in the room is not necessarily the most correct or the most collected. And being highly feminine means being the one that takes that step back and absorbs the space and responds to it rather than reacting to it and trying to compete to have a place in it. It's 
going to happen. You know, we're all going to have our chance to speak. And usually if we don't have that chance to speak, it might not even be the kind of environment that we are going to be able to exercise our feminine energy in what we want to say super effectively because if there's so many people that are competing for the space it just might not be a productive place to even have conversation you might have to wait might have to wait to kind of pull people aside one by one and speak on ideas because it's important to be as collected as possible in order to not dip into that super masculine energy of wanting to compete and overpower others or just simply assert power over others So that is tip number nine. And the last tip, it's a a lot of tips. (laughs) I might have done too many, but we're we're here for it. If you're here still listening, amazing. (laughs) Thank you. Tip number 10, know your boundaries and don't be afraid to speak up if they are being crossed. And there are ways to do this strategically, which is maybe a podcast for another day. But playing into one of the other myths that I debunked in the first episode, we are not doormats or punching bags, and we do have a strong sense of self-identity. For the classic traditional feminine woman, it's all about family first. We might be a one-woman show behind the desk, but in life, there's a team. I had personally gone through a situation at my now old job where I was not even asked to go, not even asked to go travel and spend my evening hunting down a product. It was essentially an expectation and part of taking initiative and having enthusiasm to simply drop everything to serve the boss. At that moment, in that, you know, during that time, my fiance was going to be picking me up from work and take us home and everything because we are a team. And that just so happens to be one of the beautifully kind acts of service that he does to help make life a little bit easier. It's one of his love languages. And since it was in the city and I wasn't crazy about traveling, I just always so graciously appreciate all of his help and he wanted to be there to help me. But my boss's response to that was a mixture of confusion and frustration to the point of expressing that, well, we need this. And at that point, I felt that my boundaries were getting crossed and I simply reiterated that my fiance is picking up at this time. I can go in the morning, but not at the time that you want me to go. And that's the whole thing is that, you know, it's, you got to know what your boundaries are. And for me, if someone's not even going to approach um, unreasonable requests or anything with compassion, it's okay to say that, well, that's outside the realm of what I'm comfortable doing. And it is a risk. I'm not going to lie. My decisions had personally led me to not securing the position any longer at that job. Um, You know, however, I am in a position where that was okay, and I have complete compassion for the others where maybe this is like the bread and butter and they don't, you know, maybe you don't have that ability to just say no, but there are ways to express boundaries effectively, which I've even learned after this experience where I could have even done better at expressing this. You know, it's all about picking and choosing your priorities and your battles and how to best serve them and go from there. And if it's really just like a bad environment Maybe that's, you know, this might be a conversation for another day, but that could be potentially a sign that you got to look for a different opportunity that's going to be more respectful of the boundaries that you have. Now, granted, everyone's boundaries are very different and the thresholds may be very different. I chose that this was my threshold because of just the amount of time it was going to take and the nature of the last minute-ness of it all 
and just the overall the way it was being even not asked <laughs> um, those kinds of expectations I just did not feel that was the kind of as we like to call it poop sandwich that we were going to eat for the job so that's what it's all about and whew, what a list perhaps I like I said gave too many tips but I'm not mad about it because these all come from personal experience and learning curves and having worked in conventionally more masculine arenas of energy and expectations even with offices filled with women and effeminate men well you know it's nice to share what we know right it's wild <laughs> sometimes either way if any of these tips could provide a little boost for your day a little bit of guidance that would be absolutely incredible. I even found writing these out to provide me with some reminders because so many of us know these tips, right? We, we know the different things that we could even do, but putting them into action is different. And if we don't see it in front of us, I'm a visualizer. If I don't see it in front of me, there's a really good chance it's gonna just kind of slip away into the background. And well, writing these out was even very much cathartic as well for me so i hope all of you enjoyed this episode and if you can please share this with one or two feminine fam ladies who you think would appreciate content like this it would be much appreciated don't forget to follow an ig um, at the cozy feminine and i'll chat with all of you next week bye <laughs>